the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome. Picture Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason on a hump day. You know, you ever have one of those days where you're just like, uh, feel like blowing your brains out? Yeah, that's what it feels like today. It's blow my brains out Wednesday. Uh, as, as all kinds, you know, you know, they always say bad, bad news happens in threes. Well, yeah, you know what? That, that's exactly what happened. I, I got a three pack. Uh, of uh, of things that all happen all at the same time, all at once. It's but you know what? Hey, it, I guess otherwise it'd be pretty boring, right? If you didn't have that kind of stuff, life would just be boring. And and uh, I'll say this, Jason, you and I, our lives are not boring. Uh, our lives are a lot of things. Boring is not one of them. And the markets today not boring again. Eight hundred. Nine five one zero five nine two. That is our toll free number. Gold and silver, the physical delivery. It is what we do. You better have some. The question is going to be how much does your portfolio weigh by the time we get to this digital currency? We're going to talk. We got second quarter GDP revision. Remember, how high was it going to be? <clears throat> well, after yesterday's bombshell, I'm sure you guys figured it out. Uh, it got revised significantly lower. Another good news: what, was gold's rallying again, silver's rallying again. Listen, it's just, it's coming. I hope you're getting ready. We're going to talk. I had a, a caller call in and said, "Hey, Joe, can you talk about?" Um, Black market cash. Could there be black market cash? Uh, we're going to talk about that. It, it, it sounds great right now. While well, no one's going to take cash, well, we'll have a black market where we take cash. No, you won't. But we'll tell you why. You know what? Again, this is just my opinion. But but we'll we'll talk about that. Uh, crude inventories. All, where is all the crude oil gone? Uh, Joe Biden and and these guys. You know. Just like J-Pow, just like the central bank, they lie, they misrepresent, they, they, they pretend things are better than what they are, and then hope, hey, I can do this, right? I can pretend for X amount of months. Maybe I can pretend for 12 months. And then our hope is, when, when we can't pretend anymore, that somehow the problem got fixed. Well, in the terms of crude oil, the problem isn't fixed, right? They, they took all that oil out of the strategic reserve, told us they were going to put it, don't worry, we're going to put it all back. Right? And guess what? We're going to put it back at $60. Well, you know, crude oil's 80-some dollars. Inventory reports down 11 million barrels. I don't even know how that's possible. How do we lose 11 million barrels? And this is like every week now we're losing 5 million, 10 million, 15 million. 
Uh, we had Cushing, Oklahoma, which is where the big hub is. Uh, Cushing, Oklahoma has a lot to do with how much gas costs. Because obviously the biggest piece of gas is what? Oil. And how much is there? We are now back to the lows before they started draining the strategic oil reserve, Jason. And this is something where obviously the Biden administration did not want drilling, right? They, they've done everything they can to make sure we didn't drill. And now that they can't pretend anymore, right? They can't go back and start taking all this, uh, all this oil out of the reserve. There's no oil to take. I mean, uh, literally, if you were taking what they were taking, they were taking a million barrels a day at the height of this thing. I think we could go maybe to Christmas and then, then it would be empty. Right? I mean, there, there, there'd be none, no oil left in, in the oil reserve. Uh, and it's, it's one of those things where well, the economy's slowing down, period. Right? If you haven't figured that out yet, well, don't worry. Uh, you're gonna real quick. And yet, oil prices, Jason, are skyrocketing. And now, we're starting yeah. to hear the chatter. Uh-oh. Well, wait till people get their power bill and gas isn't going anywhere and, this winter heating oil and natural gas, it's going to be real expensive. It, it, it's This is the stagflation problem we worried about. Uh, you know, we talked about all the ships floating around in the ocean again. It just makes me wonder how many of those are full of oil. Because I, I think the, I think the false scarcity thing is is real. I think they, the uh, the powers that be, you know, these 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 decision makers. I I think they've been trying to create shortages. I mean, look. I just watched another video last night of all those food warehouses that were destroyed and blown up and on fire the last few years. It just seems like that they're ready for the prices of everything to crash. And, well, if you have less stuff, then you, you keep your margins up. The price will stay up higher than it would have if we went into full-on depression and had a, an abundance. So it just makes makes me wonder, Joe, if all that, those ships are full of oil sitting out there, you know, just, just for when they you need know, it. You know, it, it's just kind of funny you say that kind of stuff because look at housing. By all accounts, housing should be crashing, right? We're talking about we yeah. just haven't sold this few of homes going back into the 90s, and yet prices continue to rise because of shortages, right, Jason? Well, you know what? Well, yeah. let's face it. BlackRock bought millions of homes, right? They're, they're, right? I mean, the, yeah. the reason why there's no homes for sale is because Wall Street bought them all. Well, and it's, it's remarkable because gold and silver can suffer shortages, you know, of sell-offs. But look how strong gold and silver is sitting there. I mean, I, I thought gold might suffer a little bit during this. It still might, but, boy, it's sure, sure showing a lot of strength, which shows me that those central banks are still buying a ton of it. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason here on this Wednesday. A quick, a quick look in at the market. The Dow is flat. Uh, the S&P is up 11. The Nasdaq's up 50, uh, gold's up 10, silver's up as well. The 10-year note falling as we got more economic data. The big piece, though, the revision to second quarter GDP down to, they rounded up to get to 2.1. It was 2.07. They initially had said 2.4. Uh, and, and I know that doesn't sound, well, that's not that big of a difference. It, it really is in GDP. So a strong revision to, to the downside. Crude oil is up. I just told you about the oil inventory reports. We're going to talk about the ADP job numbers. 
ADP now saying job growth below 200,000 jobs. So all of these economic data points now, all of a sudden, oh, by the way, the summer when we told you everything was calm, well, we really misled you. None of the data was as good as we said. And this is why you can't have all of your money sitting in Wall Street or sitting in the banks. Kind of like how we started the show. They want to mislead. They want to make it appear better than what it is. And then the plan is, hey, by the time we're done manipulating you, things will have changed, and hopefully that problem will will have gone away, and then we don't have to tell you about it. These problems aren't going away. That's why you got to check out our friends over at Y-Refi. Up to 10.25% returns. Man, that's starting to look pretty good right now. Uh, you got to have at least $50,000. But guess what? It's not correlated to Wall Street. Doesn't care about interest rate. Doesn't care about banks. Doesn't care about the Bureau of Labor Statistics and the Biden administration saying, oh, hey, you know all the last six, seven months of economic data? Yeah, that was all wrong. And it's fine. Listen, data can be wrong. But usually when it's wrong, it's wrong in both directions. Yeah, this one was a little weaker. This was a little stronger. That's not what happened here. Everything was weaker. And that is a huge, huge problem. Get your money safe. Check out Y-Refi, 800-951-0590. Wait, that's my number. <laughs> 888-YREFI24. Or just look them up. Invest. Y refi twenty four the word invest the letter Y R E F Y Y refi dot com or eight 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 Y refi twenty four and and the best thing about Y refi there's no fees everything's fixed you know exactly what your statement's going to look like Jason I've got a bad feeling that a lot of people are not going to be wanting to look at their four hundred one ks and IRAs. Uh, coming up here in the future again, right? One of, you know, we know about yeah. the boom and bust, and the bust is coming. Yeah, I'm just seeing some stuff as we're speaking on the air. I mean, is is it possible? There's just a, something that just came out 30 minutes ago. Is it possible central a central bank would have to be bailed out? I've seen news about the, the Bank of England. I I, uh, I was looking at some news that uh, uh, half of the the U.S. debt, the national debt, you have 30 over 32 trillion. I, I keep forgetting this, and every time it's, it's spoken to me, I get shocked. But but half of it is going to mature in the next two years. So that's sixteen trillion dollars that's going to be maturing into a higher interest rate because you're going to borrow to pay that. So how bad is this? Because uh, Michael Cohen's talking about a bailout of the Fed and of the Bank of England. I mean, how does that even work, Joe? How 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 do you bail out the Bank of England and then the Fed falls because the Bank of of, of England falls? I mean, I, I don't you know, even know how they even do such a thing. You, you bring up a really good point, and I want to explain this to people. And the absolute idiocracy that we allow them to, to, to put on us. Because let's face it, if you're out there struggling to pay your bills, it's the central bank's fault. How many, I, I'm sick of this, where we've got all these people going to work every day. That one used to be, listen, it used to be just the bums, right? You don't want to work, right? Remember with, with, with food stamps, a lot of people like, those people don't even want to work. They just give me my food stamps, right? Give me my rental assistance. I don't want to work. 
Jason, that's not the case anymore. The case now is, right. hey, you're working hard every day. You go to work. Your wife's going to work, and you still don't have enough. And the vast majority of people that are getting these benefits, they're working. And this is what they have done to people. It's absolutely outrageous. But get this. So our central bank, let's just focus on it, and we'll get to England in a minute. They're losing money now. So back when they started all of this bond buying, remember that they had, not 2008, they had $700 billion on their balance sheet, which was nothing, right? Not a lot. Now they've got over $8 trillion. Well, initially, they were making money on these bonds. Why? Well, because the bonds kept falling. The yields kept falling. So as they would mature, the Fed could buy the next bond for less money. Right? And, and, and essentially make a profit. At the height of their scheme, they were giving the Treasury over $120 billion. They took that off the national debt, right? Like a debt payment, you know, payment on the debt. They now make no payments to the Treasury and are losing money every month that they're bound. So let's just say, as an example, that the Fed two years ago bought a bunch of two year treasuries and put them on their balance sheet, okay? Now, some of those, as they mature, right, they're getting rid of through quantitative tightening. But the rest of them, they've got to buy. They've got to buy more. The problem is the yield on the two-year note right, two years ago was, you know, maybe 2 or 3%. Today, it's over 5%. Well, you're losing 2% there. Quite simply put. But because they write their own rules, they can carry losses for as long as they want. And say, well, we'll pay it back when things get better. The question is, when we talk about the Bank of England, Jason, is how big are the losses? Because everybody will know, right? This is something it's you can't really hide it. Right When you go out there and you're buying into the debt markets and selling in the debt market, people know whether or not you're, you're making money or not. The question is, at what point are the losses so big that the right. rest of the world says, dude, we're done with your currency. We, nobody should touch. Could you imagine? Now, people freak out, right? People, well, it's the British pound. Listen, the British pound is still one of the currencies in that basket. And if it's no good, why is the Japanese yen any good? Why is the euro any good? Hell, why would the dollar be any good? And I think, Jason, unfortunately, probably by design, because they want to get rid of fiat money. Well, yeah, and it appears what Michael's saying in this video, because he's in Australia, and he's talking about Australia has, you know, all these central banks are having problems, but Australia's dumping all their problems onto the Bank of England, right? So he's watching that. And he's in it, kind of what he's proposing is that there's nowhere to go when nobody will buy this stuff. It's all, being, all the low interest is being sold at a discount, but at some point nobody will buy it. 
And it sounds like what he's suggesting is is that once nobody's buying this stuff at all at any price, uh, they're just going to flush it and charge it to the citizens. That's what it sounds like is going to happen. Yeah. yeah. How, how do how did the citizens even how did the citizens even have a chance at paying whatever trillions and trillions of dollars across the planet of of, of low interest junk that nobody wants so that we can have a normal business cycle this reset that they're trying yeah. I don't I don't know how they do it Joe it's a someone's got to go bankrupt someone, someone's got to go yeah, belly well, up it, it's a good possibility they try to transfer those losses onto the national debt right okay right, that's what he's saying here yeah right we we, we lost. We lost $100 billion this year. Next year, well, we lost $200 billion. Well, now we've lost $320 billion the following year, because Jason, as Jason told you, they bought part of their scheme in all of this was to buy tons of short-term debt to try to keep the 10-year note unusually low. Right, So you can still buy your houses and still pay less on your credit cards, still get a cheap auto loan. And now they the, the lie ran out. They, the lie ran out in July. They said, oh, right. man, we, so much debt now is rolling over every month. We've got to load up now on a lot more longer-term notes. This is going to make losses significant. And, Jason, this is part of the issue is – how big can it get? How big can the losses get? And then at what point do they say, okay, well, and my guess would be, well, when the digital currency comes, we're going to transfer these losses, these fiat losses. We'll transfer that to the government. And you got to understand, none of this is – they don't sell bonds for these – the bonds haven't even been issued for those losses, right? It's, it's really overwhelming. Well, and yeah, so that's, that's a bailout. Because we talk about bail-in for so long with the negative interest rates. They can't do negative interest rates without the digital currency. But you got to think that some of the long-term stuff is, is junk, too, now. I mean, what if you bought 10-year and 30-year in 2015 when it was zero before they started raising, you know, the, temp- the taper tantrum and all that? But in 2015, if you bought 10-year, it's maturing in 2025. If you bought 30-year, it's, it's, it's junk. And when this, everyone that's looking at this as well, I can't hold low interest thirty year stuff from twenty fifteen. So all that stuff is going is to have to come off the books too. It's imagine, a, that's, a dis- that's a disaster, uh, imagine, man. It's imagine massive. what it does to everybody else that's holding these bonds. Could you imagine uh, our Federal Reserve saying, "Hey, we need to add two three trillion to the national debt." Because we've got all these unrealized losses, and they go out and sell trillions of dollars in five-year notes and 10-year notes and 30-year notes, right? The yields go through the roof, and then everybody that was holding these notes, right, take huge losses. I mean, this is this is a zero-sum game, the whole thing. This is a house of cards. But again, I want people to understand this, and the Fed knows this. This is how it's supposed to work. They want to devalue your fiat money gradually over time. And then suddenly, Jason, what happens? Suddenly it becomes worthless. That's how you go bankrupt. This is what fiat money does. Right. There hasn't been a single fiat currency that has ever lasted, ever. They've all gone to zero. And this is exactly why, what happened. Why did we create the euro? Well, 
all of the quote-unquote our buddies, the G7 buddies, we wanted to save them from bankruptcy. So what did they do? Well, everyone ditch your own currencies, and we'll create this euro currency. We'll pretend that we're tougher, right? We got real tough, and you only can have so much debt to GDP and blah, 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 blah. But if you go back and you look at anybody who actually knew what they were talking about when they created the euro, every one of them told you this was a temporary solution. And, Jason, I think we're watching here. We're watching this all together. Fiat money's coming to an end pretty soon. Well, I got a question. If, a, if an ailing bank can't make their obligations and it's, it's in a bad enough emergency, could an ailing bank that has your mortgage default on your mortgage and force you into a higher interest rate? Oh, this is an emergency. Yeah, that 3%, that's going away. Uh, we're either going to take your house because we're dead or you got to get into a higher interest. I mean, is that possible in a, in a bad enough emergency that could force these people at 3% mortgages into something like 5 or 7%? Anything is possible. Listen, when they got rid of gold, remember, they tore up all the contracts. Because every contract was saying, hey, it's payable in gold. And they got rid of it. So, yeah, can they do it? Yes. Will they do it? Maybe, right? 800-951-0592. Really quickly, ADP. So it's jobs week this week. ADP last month. 370,000 jobs. This month, 170,000 jobs. So a huge step down in the jobs creation. Of course, it's an August number. But here is the thing that I picked out of this. This This is exactly what I worried about. Job creation by hotels and restaurants, what they call leisure and hospitality which is where most of the jobs have been, fell by 30,000 in August. This is the first time since COVID that I've seen jobs falling in that area. You, you throw the retail sector on top of this, Jason, and really the two big drivers of the jobs market, uh, hospitality and retail, now showing major signs of weakness. Yeah, you know, I, I find it interesting. I was uh, getting ready for the show, and uh, I heard a little bit of that Fox News that we play here at the station. And uh, uh, was I think it's ADP is that the security company? We were briefly talking about them. Had a whole well, bunch of new jobs. ADP is ADP. Okay. Company, yeah, they released this survey. They are the ones. One hundred and seventy thousand. Like I said, so a two hundred thousand. Uh, 200,000 less jobs created in August, according to them, than what we saw in July. So most people, now this is going to, Friday's going to be a data point the Fed's going to look at. And it looks like all signs are pointing to a much lower jobs number, uh, which to me says no rate hike, which to me says higher gold and silver prices. Uh, and, and it looks like, it looks like, Still early yet. But with all these revisions that we saw in the last 48 hours, the revision to GDP this morning, that all of the data points now, we we were getting 
a bad data point, right? Don't raise rates. And then a data point that said raise rates. Then a data point says don't. Then one that said did. Don't, did, don't, did, don't, did. Now we're just getting don'ts. And so it's going to be (laughs) interesting if this continues. We'll see what jobless claims have to say tomorrow. And then we'll see what the government's jobs number is uh, on Friday. And then, of course, we have the inflation number. I think the inflation number is going to be the only one that says raise rates. Well, everything else says don't raise rates, which is, well, you know, stagflation. I mean, that's just what it is. But we'll see. It's early yet, but it is picking up steam, to say the least, as far as the data points go. As far as, Jason, we're getting a lot more data points that we're saying yes to say no now. You know, if year-over-year CPI ends up being 5%, (laughs) that might be a raise-the-rates sort of thing, Joe, because here's the thing, no matter how good or bad the news is, if inflation is, is going to show significant raise, I mean, it it's showing that it's going back up in some areas. But I like the year-over-year number, Joe, because it's just, it just shows a, like a more of a time span between the previous month of that year versus this month. And if that goes up significantly, I mean, it went from 3 to 3.2. If that didn't really hit 5 suddenly, like ne- this next month, I, I don't know what they can do except raise rates. Well, I think they got one more month, right? Because don't they have one more right. big number coming off? So they could maybe squeeze it out here. It'll be it, it'll be the next meeting that will be really telling. But we'll wait and see on that. Really quickly, I wanted to talk about. I had a, a caller call me this morning and said, "Joe, can you talk about what about the possibility with everybody not wanting to take cash? Can we have a cash black market?" Which sounds reasonable. Right? Hey, no, I'll take your cash and, and, and you take my cash and we can still use cash to get things. And I, and I told the, 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 the guy that called me, I told him, I said, no. I said, because the problem is what's happening right now. Think about our, our announcement yesterday from Yum, Yum Brands, Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, KFC. Hey, we're getting ready to stop taking cash. Right, they're letting us know ahead of time. We already know, can't do it at concerts, can't do it at sporting events, can't do it here, can't do it there. What they're essentially telling you is it's no longer worth our time to take cash. Right? It's no longer worth, the cash isn't worth it. It has no value to us. Matter of fact, most of these companies are telling you cash costs us money. So to have a black market where people are trading cash to get things, very unrealistic because what is that person that got the cash going to do? What is he going to do with it? Right? And, and that's kind of the, the issue is we got to remember money as we know it. It's the full faith and credit. Faith being the key word. There is nothing back. It's just, let's be honest, what it really is. It's a piece of paper with colors on it and numbers and symbols. There's no value there. right? And, you know, the same piece of paper you blow your notes with. right? That's all it is. It's a piece of paper. 
There's nothing behind it. It's not like they got a warehouse full of gold backing it up like they used to. And now these companies, we don't even, they're not even waiting for the government to say it. These companies are saying cash isn't worth it. So what does that really mean? It has no value. Obviously, if you're a company and you're not taking cash, you're telling everybody cash has no value to us, Jason. You know, and it's funny, on, on some small businesses in, in this area, not very many, the ones that I think the owners are kind of a little smarter, like the people listen to the show, they know that if they don't have to use credit, they can save a few percent. Hey, if you bring in cash or write me a check, I don't get charged to use the system. But but the system is so ingrained, it's so it, it's so in control that, yeah, cash is just a burden. It's, it's, it's in the way, and it's, and it's been successfully uh, vilified. Which is funny because it's that same paper money that got rid of gold in 1933. It's the right. same paper money. How weak is a system if the money that that has their name on it is no longer any good? That's it's just it's it's a wacky time to be living. If you actually understand that their money, it says Federal Reserve note on it, their money is now their own enemy. It's 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 it's, it's a, a how could you even dream up some such a thing, Joe? And they're doing a great job uh, of somehow creating this problem and not taking the blame for the problem, right? It, it really is yep. truly amazing. Now, do I think there'll be a black market where people trade stuff for stuff? Absolutely, right? And that's where having that gold and silver and other things that are valuable will come into play. But having a black market where people just take cash highly unlikely if all the businesses and the banks are saying, hey, cash isn't worth our time. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. Joe and Jason here on a hump day. And it's like musical chairs. That's what's happening right now. And as these banks go under, uh, how about people being debanked? Uh, we just don't like your business. And usually, who, who's being debanked right now? People that do a lot of cash are getting debanked, right? And they're losing their chair. You're going to lose your chair. You're sitting on cash. You're going to lose your chair. You're sitting with big dollar amounts in your bank accounts month after month after month after month. You're going to lose your chair. The music's going to stop, and they're going to take it from you. And it's going to be worthless. Just like we talked about, there's not going to be a black market taking cash when nobody else will take it. Right? It just won't work that way. What they're going to want are things. This is what people are going to clamor for in the future. It sounds crazy. But we know they've gotten us used to stand in line for toilet paper, right? Uh, yesterday, my wife were at the at the store, and all the pre-made salad, they were it was gone. There, it was empty. There wasn't any. We asked the produce guy, said, oh, it didn't show up. Didn't the order didn't show up on the truck today?" Right? I mean, these are things that all of a sudden now seem to be commonplace. So today, I decided. We're going to do a, I'm going to the swap meet to trade for things special. Uh, we've got the five-ounce silver bars. So it's a five-ounce silver bar. 
It's $145. And then the 10th ounce American Gold Eagles, right? The Golden Dime. 10th ounce American Gold Eagles at $250 at $800-951-0592. I will let everybody know today will be the final day on these two items because, well, like everything else, Jason, premiums are going. Obviously, gold and silver keep rising, and now premiums, which it did, it was great, came back down with, I hate to say it, the premiums came, came back down on misleading data. And now, as the misleading data is getting corrected, all of a sudden they're going back up, and so are the premiums. Yeah, yeah, and these are two affordable items for the majority of our audience. You know, if you're somebody that can't even order a, a, a five-ounce silver bar, you can't, you can't afford to get a, a roll of dimes. I, I, I know how that is. You know, everybody's – most people that I know have had a situation where you, you couldn't afford such a thing. So, so I get it. Just you got other things that need to be corrected, but – you know, everybody that can afford to save and save in gold and silver, these both these items are great. You know, this five ounces of silver and silver bar with a very low premium, and then a, a tenth ounce gold eagle is such a great fractional piece of gold to get. Yeah, costs more to buy it as a tenth of an ounce versus buying one of our twenty dollar liberties per ounce. But you know, uh, as Joe is saying, this is your swap meet, you know, flea market, uh, black market item. You know, you can't break the uh, twenty dollars liberty into ten pieces, but you can have ten of these, which is an ounce, which can, yeah, you you can use as as a tradable item very easily. I mean, those, I'll say I'll say this, Joe, the tenth ounce gold eagle definitely a uh, definitely a trading type of item for sure. Very, very sure. I, you know, there's been a few times with contractors and people that I, I've I've talked to that I was, I was able to use fractional gold for small jobs and things like that. So it's. Uh, it's 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 a it's a good thing to have. You know, there, you'd be surprised how many people, especially these contractor guys out there, how many how many of them would actually take a little bit of, of uh, fractional or silver to to do a job. So you, Dude, it, I just, there is there I is a, there is a market done. out there for this. I just had yep. some work done at my house. Traded it for five tenth ounce American gold eagles. That's an absolute just just go. last week. Yep. Did everything for gold. I mean, it's absolutely something that it's becoming more and more prevalent. You'd be surprised yep. how prevalent it really is. And then let me give you an example of why. So Redfin, you know, the re- the real estate company, they started talking about the effects of what has been happening with mortgage rates. They used the example of a home buyer who said, I can afford a $3,000 payment. They're now saying that that home buyer can only afford a $429,000 house. Now, this is a little dated, so because uh, the interest rate here, around, around they said around 7.3. It's higher than that now. So let's probably about four hundred grand, which at least in this town, that ain't much. That ain't much at all. They said that the buyer lost $71,000 of purchasing power in a single year, saying that they could have afforded a $500,000 home when rates were at four point or at 5.5%. But they said if you went back to December of 2020, that same payment, you could have gotten a house for six hundred and twenty-nine thousand dollars, Jason, if somebody only had three thousand dollars to spend, they've lost two 
$200,000 of purchasing power, and, and actually, really, to be honest with you, more than $200,000 worth of purchasing power. Yeah, yeah. Interest rates going up is is a huge monster when you're trying to borrow money. If you you know if you're in the, if you have to borrow for any reason right now, it's it's not your friend. And uh, Joe, as you're talking, I'm thinking, you know, mortgage-backed securities. You know, a product made up in the 1970s. You know, it's just it's just a way for you to to how money money. I've always said money is an idea. Gold is is, a, is an actual thing. It's different. But 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 a lot of what's considered money out there is just a, is an idea. And I'm wondering how how are they they probably can't even put mortgage-backed securities together right now, can they? How are they going to package a whole bunch of three percent mortgages together and put and try to sell that to someone who's going to buy three percent bundles of mortgage-backed securities? So I, I think the mortgage-backed security market is probably dead right now, right? Yeah, right. Just like the homeowners that got a three percent mortgage are never moving. You're probably right. That mortgage-backed security market probably doesn't trade. Uh, that would be my guess, anyway. Takes the radio news hour. Final segment coming up. 800-951-0592. Joe and Jason. Patriot Radio News Hour here on this Wednesday. Five ounce silver bars at $145. Silver here uh, closing in on $25 to the ounce. Gold, $19.55. Right now, the October contract. TV gold, $19.73. That is the December contract, uh, and uh, we got the tenth ounce American Gold Eagles at two hundred and fifty dollars. The five ounce silver bars at one hundred and forty five dollars. At eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. And Jason, as we watch this play out, here's the one thing that is clear. Gold and silver have been waiting. They've been waiting for the slowdown, the choking of the money. Think about what we just talked about. You just lost $200,000 of buying power when it comes to a home, just on mortgage rates. And really, my guess is probably a little more than that. And, and growing, right? $200,000 and growing. Because... The funny thing about rates, rates have been rising, and the Fed's on, you know, the Fed, by all accounts, wants to pause. And yet rates are going up because of this little trick that they pull. And all of a sudden now, all of these data points, okay, well, all of this strong data wasn't that strong, and now weaker jobs data, weaker GDP, weaker this, weaker that, and you're seeing gold and silver keep climbing and Jason they haven't even raised the white flag yet they're still talking about soft landings they're still talking about oh well you know something oh we're taking recession off the table boy do they look like they gotta look dumb right now don't they because the the government just came out in the last 48 hours and said okay all that economic data you base that on that was a lie and now they're left we're left dealing with the reality of the economy is slowing down. Nobody's borrowing. This is a huge problem. People can't borrow to buy a house. The problem is, here's the problem with what we talked about with housing. That $650,000 house isn't 400000 It's still, what, 650000 may even be 700000 
That's the problem. And and listen, this is classic. We are in a stagflationary event, Jason, and now we're starting to see even ADP had to admit that leisure and hospitality stopped hiring. I don't remember the last time I saw that. Yeah, people don't have money. That's all there is to it. And the funny thing is, is we have to talk about how people don't have money to make payments. We're not even talking about people not having money to just buy things. We're talking about people don't have money to make the payments to buy the things. You know, what do, what what items that we don't finance today are we going to be financing in the future, Joe? That's what I'm saying, you know. Are we, I, mean, I guess in a lot of ways that's what credit cards are. You're financing a, a hot dog you bought today, and 10, 20 years later you're still paying on the thing. It's it's really a trap for a lot of people. That's why that's why gold and silver and learning how to save money is, is crucial. If you want to enjoy life financially at all, you got to save money, and gold and silver is the, the the best way to do it. It retains its value over the years that you're saving, Joe. Listen, start opening your eyes. The businesses are telling you what's coming. Right? They're limiting. Oh, only these only these checkouts take cash, or you can't use it here. You can't use it at the drive-through. You can't use it at this place altogether. They're telling you. It's getting ready to become worthless. It's just that simple. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.